Welcome to the Giants Huddle as we honor the 1990 Super Bowl champions. It's presented by Bud Light. When game day is a go, there's a Bud Light there. I'm Paul Dottino. Defensive end Leonard Marshall may have made the loudest hit in the Giants' 15-13 NFC Championship game win at San Francisco that year. But he said the seeds to the 20-19 Super Bowl 25 victory over Buffalo were planted in the playoff loss to the Rams the year before. You know what, I, 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 Todd, and I'm serious when I say this, I knew that our football team was just that good in 1990 as it was in 89. I, I felt in 89 we left, we left a lot more on the table than we took. We, we, we should have, we, we, that team should have went farther in 89. That team should have went farther in 89, and I think in 87, that 86 team should have went farther in 87, you know, barring there was a strike in 87. Sure. I think if there was not a strike in 87, that team would have turned around and came back to defend its title. But I thought in 89 that the way the Rams beat us and the fact that they, they, they beat us and just was like, close the door, that's it. You know, I, I, I kind of felt like, wow, they just slapped in the face. I'm not going to recover from this. You know, and I felt like our team put a chip on its shoulder that whole offseason uh, with the vengeance and intent to come back to prove itself and to prove to, to the football world that we were much better than the way we played that day against the Rams um, the last time we saw them in 1989. Now, now granted, it took a hell of an effort from a Jeff Hostetler to bounce back from that 7-3 loss uh, in San Francisco um, um, early November. And that that hung in the back of my mind, and uh, and it hung in the back of my mind of, of many of my teammates. And the one thing that I could tell you the difference between that game at seven three and the championship game, uh, uh, that team and, and, and that team that played the championship game had a bend but don't break mentality, and it wanted it. I think that team that hit the field in, 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 in 91 in that NFC Championship game, that team really won it really bad, man. I don't know if that was January 20th or January 19th. It was January 20th of 91. So, so Leonard, you think it was important that you guys had gone through that slugfest with the Niners in December? Do you think that benefited you when you faced them in the playoffs? I think so. I, I think it benefited us. And, and I tell you, for a, lot, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I can sit here and name reasons all day long. One of the greatest things I think that impacted it was the fact that one of our guys was in their locker room, and that was Jimmy Burke. And, and and we knew that. And we 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 kind of you know we uh, we we knew that you know uh, he knew the mentality of our team. He knew how physical we were on our team. He knew the, the the respect we had for San Francisco, but he also knew our mentality going in to play them. That we always felt we were the most more physical football team, you know, because we were told how they practiced. You know, they 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 did everything in sweats and helmets. You know, we did everything the hard, tough, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick way. You know, physical at the point of, of attack.
back and it let up. But, you know, we were going to get something out of practice. And I, and I, and I think that that was to our favor uh, and to our advantage uh, going into the game. I think, you know, once we hit the field and we saw what it was, um, we were like, okay, this is what we signed up for anyway. So let's get to it. If you can recall the kind of nip-and-tuck flow of that game, I mean, Matt Barr kicks five field goals. So, obviously, the offense was going to struggle much as they did in the regular season game. Defensively, did you guys feel as though you were going to have to be the impetus that would provide the victory in that playoff game? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I go back and I watch that game now, and I never knew that Roger Craig ran the ball uh, uh, and, and, and when he ran the ball, it just seemed like he was tiptoe. It didn't seem like he was the old Roger Craig, like, you know, I'm going to slam it up in there in the line of scrimmage. I'm going to run over a couple of giants, you know, uh, w- when I do it. You know, that that wasn't who we saw uh, on January 20th. I saw a little bit different guy. If you go back and look at the film on multiple occasions, I mean, he was given a very critical fumble in the fourth quarter. He fumbled the ball in the fourth quarter to us the one time, but he literally fumbled the ball twice. The second fumble, they let him keep. Uh, and it's the one where I put my helmet in his rib cage and I put my forearm in his back. And the ball comes out of his hand. His knee's not, his knee's not on the ground, but yet, because it was them at home, I guess, if they got the call. Um, but we, you know, we as the game went on, we felt our physical prowess take over. And we felt like, you know, that was the, the, the deciding factor um, in the game, is that we were just a little bit more physical down the stretch than they really anticipated and probably really, really didn't want. You know, they, 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 they probably wanted to think that they, you know, wore us down or they you know, physically intimidate us in their ballpark when, in fact, the tide turned. Well, you know, Leonard, I've heard some of your teammates talk about over the course of the years that, you know, you mentioned Jim Burt earlier. I, I remember the play when, when he, he got uh, Hostetler uh, low and nearly knocked him out of the game. Of course, Haas was able to come back. Uh, Kavanaugh played a couple of snaps. But then it was after that that your defense seemed to have even more and more fire which ultimately led to the what I consider the NFL's shot heard around the world when you flattened, and I mean flattened, Joe Montana in what is one of the most famous hits, I believe, of any quarterback in NFL history. Right. Well, you know, and, 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 and I think when you go back, when I watch that football play, that football play reminds me of everything in that play reminds me of our football team. You know, the ball is third and long. Um, third and long, I think it was third and ten. Uh, it's in the fourth quarter, almost 11 minutes left in the game. You know, um, I'm, I'm eyeing Montana. Um, he's on the center. He never was in shotgun. I watch his knee break. I get a jump off the line of scrimmage. I slip. The next thing you know, uh, Tom Rathman dies at my, dies at my feet and I'm crawling. And as I'm crawling, I pick my head up, typical defensive lineman, 
fall, and I pick my head up, and I look, and I see him pass the football and telling Jerry Rice to keep running. And I knew Rice was the receiver on that side. He was at, actually the Z on that, in that formation. And I knew that, okay, well, if you tell him to run, he's going to either heat and release this thing as soon as his left hand comes back and hope that the guy outruns Collins. Well, that's when I say, okay, i got to leave my feet. And I leave my feet. The two of us go in the air. The next thing I know, he's separate from the football. And uh, we make I make an impact, an impact play. I mean, that was kind of the way I did things as a player. I, I always... I don't know, in all the big games, I always made the big plays in the big games. And if that particular play was just at the right time. You know, it was like I, I Bill Belichick in my ear saying, you know, big-time players make big plays in big games, Leonard. You're one of our big-game guys. You know, make the play. And, and, and that's kind of the way I thought of it going in. Uh, I, I would, I would, you know, every time I look at it, I think about that part of it. You know, I, I recall, you know, uh, reading the paper. You know, I think uh, the weekend afterwards. And and I'm saying to myself, oh, wow. You know, you were tagged as defensive player of the month in the NFC for your effort against San Francisco. Well, that award, I thought, was for my whole team. Uh, for my whole defensive football team, because I felt like our defense played its best football game against the 49ers, probably the best game we played all season against the San Francisco 49ers. Well, that was, in fact, the third and 10 from the Niners' own 23 when you were able to uh, to drill Montana to the turf. And, again, one of the most famous hits, I think, in, in NFL postseason history for sure, Leonard. But, of course, it still comes down to Matt Barr having to kick two more field goals during the final 10 minutes or so of that game that uh, allows you guys to squeak through. And I guess the funny part that, that all of us kind of remember is watching how many of you guys were on your knees on the sideline as Barr lined up to kick the winner. Well, I tell you, I stood there. I stood there and all. I stood there and all, and all I can remember was me falling flat on my face and crying my eyes out, saying, I can't believe I'm going back to the Super Bowl. This is what I saw for our team in 89. This is what I witnessed and, and, and watched us grow from the time I joined the team, the last preseason game against Cleveland in training camp, all the way into mid-January. And now we're going to play for a title. We're going to play the best team in football in the AFC, which I still don't know how we were able to stop those guys and only allow them to score 19 points. But... It was probably the greatest, greatest football game I've ever played in, other than the 17 nothing championship game, the year we beat the Redskins three times in a row in 1986. And the multiple side game I had in that game, which, you know, still, again, you know, all of this I continue to relive in my, in my mind. And, and, and like that, I thank God for having the opportunity to, being able to perform at a high level for the fans, for the organization, for the league, for you guys as writers covering us. Um, you know, I was a kid then, and and was a kid in 1990, and I'm just, I'm grateful for every opportunity I was given and everything that those two men helped instill in me 
while playing for the New York Giants. Those two men being Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. Well, let's talk about what they did with you guys in the postseason because I think it's it's a credit to their defensive prowess, Leonard. Think about in the first round against Chicago, you guys go with a heavy defensive front, which had been unique, but it was designed to make sure that Ditka and the Bears were going to have to throw the ball, and you guys crushed them in that game. Then you go and, and, and do what you do to San Francisco and stop the three-peat. And then in the Super Bowl, you go with a heavy sub-package where Belichick says, okay, Thurman Thomas can have his 100 yards, but we're not going to let Jim Kelly and the K-Gun beat us. I mean, think about the change-up that happened over the course of those three games. Well, that uh, again, that's why I keep telling people, you know, this guy Belichick is a genius. This guy Belichick is the football what Bill Gates is to Microsoft. The guy is an amazing guy. He's a multifaceted, multi-talented guy who was a, a great student of the game of football. He empowered the kids and the guys that met and that played for him and worked with him. Uh, and he's been doing this since his mid-30s and I'm just so grateful and honored that I had a chance to really witness and learn true integrity of football, doing what you're supposed to do assignment-wise, being part of the system, not playing your defense, but playing the defense that he has designed, called, and implemented, and then watching the success from that. I mean, I mean look at it this way, Paul. We played a college 3-4 defense. We played it better than anybody has probably seen in football. And we had guys at multiple positions that were extremely successful at it. I mean, I've got four of my teammates in the ring of honor from the 86 Giants. Harry Carson, Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, and George Mark. You know, it's just indicative that of the type of defense we played, the guy that was leading the charge, and how much we put into that. Well, Leonard, let me talk about the Super Bowl for a second. You know, you get the game plan, and you, and you hear that, okay, Thomas is going to get his 100, but this Jim Kelly K-Gun attack, which has scored like 90 points in the previous two playoff games to get to the Super Bowl, what, what are you thinking when you hear about how you guys are going to play it? Well, it, 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 in the beginning, I didn't believe it. It's going to work. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not believe it was going to work, but... But I, then I, 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 re, I realized probably midway through the second quarter exactly what Belichick's thought process was and how the offense played a major part in it. You know, by us controlling the ball, controlling the clock, having a stronger ground game against them offensively, and then us taking away the deep end cut passes, the long ball, and they can take the dump shot and allow Thurman to run on draw plays and get a few yards, okay, and get a few yards, but they had to throw the ball to get in the end zone. They, they could never, when they got to, to the 30-yard line, I think going in is when most of the time they broke down. Um, sometimes they broke down midfield. Um, I, I recall, I think there's a, there's a series in the, either the third or the fourth quarter, it might have even been the fourth quarter, where I sacked Jim Kelly and puts him out of field goal range, end up having to punt, 
I think they shanked the punt. We turn around, take the ball. Our offense drives it down the field, and the next thing you know, we score, and they don't match it. So, you know, it, it was it was again the oddest defensive scheme I've ever seen called with two down linemen, five linebackers, and four defensive backs, and occasions it would flip five defensive backs and four linebackers, but always the two down linemen. And I would flip-flop from Lawrence. Sometimes I'd line up on the right side of the defense. Sometimes I'd line up on the left side of the defense. And I was predicated on where that running back was when, when Kelly was in shotgun. How tired did it make you? Because we all knew that they had such a high tempo. And even though your offense held the ball for 40 minutes, Leonard, so you guys didn't have to be on the field a ton, the pace under which the, the Bills operated – Used to give people fits. Oh, I was I, I was so exhausted in that game. I mean, you got to remember the guy I played against in that game was three hundred and seventy five pounds. <laughs> I gave away I gave away eighty five pounds to the guy. I mean, the guy was three hundred three hundred seventy five pounds. You know, and, and that was before the pre game meal. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a tough day for me, man. But you know, at, at the end of the day, I was. Well, let me let me finish up, Leonard, by asking you about the final drive against the Bills in Super Bowl Twenty Five because Lindetta punts the ball to them, fair catch at the ten yard line, two minutes and sixteen seconds to go, and the Giants are on top by one point twenty to nineteen, and you know that you've got to prevent the Bills from scoring, period, to get that Lombardi Trophy. What are you thinking about? And Kelly, of course, is able to get those guys across midfield into field goal range. Tell me your mindset at that point. I know you're gassed, but you got to make one more stand. And how close did you think that, that they needed to get to have a chance to try to kick a winning field goal? Well, I, I'll, I'll never forget that. We talked about at halftime, being that bent but don't break team. And, and we also talked about, you know, I recall Bill Belichick talking about this guy uh, not making a field goal on grass, but greater than 43 yards on grass. So that was kind of the back of my mind. So we knew what we had to play with going into the going into the, the fourth quarter of the game. Uh, when the game's on the line, we knew, you know, how much rope we had to, to, to kind of uh, give these guys. But we we didn't want to be that team that you know that that, that breaks so, and, I mean, that's every guy in the huddle. So the beauty of it was just how close and how tight we became as the winding seconds of the game uh, wound down. And, you know, I recall every guy in the huddle, you know, you know, just it kept saying, you know, give me a little more. Give me a little more, you know. Mark Collins, runner, give me a little more. You know, we've got to get somebody to get their quarterback. You know, somebody's got to make a play. You know, you know, um, I can recall all that like it was yesterday. You know, and and, and it it was just a matter of of, of zealousness. You know, if the competitor in you going to come out, are you going to leave him in the cage and then sit back and go, well, damn, if I could have, would have, should. You know, so I think that that as the seconds in that ball game uh, wound down, I think you saw. The real competitor 
and our football team come out. You know, I, I recall this plays in a game where, you know, Andre Reed, you know, his hands go up, but, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really follow through with the catch. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 you know, this, this, that, that, and the other thing. So, uh, stuff like that I remember from the game. Uh, I, I can tell you that I've never seen a bunch of guys. Those two ball games were probably the most intense I've ever seen. You know, my teammates and I really perform at an optimal level. And uh, and every time I think about those moments, um, you know, God, I want some more of that. Oh, if I had one more shot of that, man, I think I'd be good. That's probably the only thing I really miss from football is, is, is the intense moments like that. The real that the real competitor has to come out and, and and do battle, and you've got ten other guys that are right there with you to do it with you. You know that, that's the one thing you you miss. I think from football, you don't miss all the other crap. You miss that. That's defensive end Leonard Marshall in the Giants huddle as we celebrate the 1990 Super Bowl champions. It's presented by Bud Light. When game day is a go, there's a Bud Light there. You can hear the Giants huddle on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, I'm Paul Tatino. So long, everybody.